Welcome to the Pigcast, your weekly media and marketing pig out. Brought to you by Prize Pig and hosted by Amanda Westfall. Facebook. I know you're all on Facebook. We're going to chat about Facebook advertising today and, and just socials in general and, and how we can do it better. It's something that I get lost in. It's like a little rabbit warren Facebook for me and, and all the, the advertising. Um, I've tried a few different people and now I'm doing it for myself. I'm going to be working with Laura very soon though. She really rocks my boat. I think she's doing some great things uh, and I wanted to share with you what she's up to and how she can help you. So here we go. Hi everyone, my name's Laura. I'm from The Brand Plan um, and our business specializes in helping us, other small businesses around Australia, really leverage the power of social media. So kind of not just existing on social media and posting like a lot of businesses do, but really really working to make an impact and um, work towards actually growing businesses through these digital platforms. Thanks for joining us on the Pigcast. I wanted to chat with you mainly because, firstly, you're just doing it on your own. You're absolutely smashing it. And, and on top of that, it's a, it's a space where it's pretty cluttered, um, social media, but there aren't many people catering just to small businesses who aren't big corporates and a bit scary with their pricing and stuff. You're really yeah. transparent and, and I love your business model. So I wanted to kind of pick your brains on that. Sure thing. Um yeah, so I I was very strategic in deciding to target small businesses for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's really important to be quite flexible on social media. So, you know, responding to things quite quickly when it comes to trending news, trending topics, um, as well as having a little bit of, I guess, creative freedom in order to uh, really test and trial things that maybe aren't so common on social media at that point in time um, and get a bit, of, a bit ahead of the... I guess, the curve um, with the rest of the competition. And I find with bigger business and corporates, that can often be quite tricky because uh, there's a lot of red tape around things. There's often quite a hierarchy of approvals. There's things as to what you can and can't say, which of course is important for all businesses and, and defining their brand. But there tends to be a lot more flexibility in small businesses. So I feel like you can really, or we um, as the brand plan can really get stuck in a little bit more, be a bit more creative and it's a lot more fun for us than working with big corporates. Sure, with big corporates, we could probably charge a lot more um, and and make more money from each client. Um, but for us, that's not what it's all about. It's not all about making money. We want to enjoy our job. We have a passion for social media um, and we think working with small businesses is a lot more fun. Now, were you with a big corporate before and you got a little burn and now you like small businesses or how did you come about this? Uh, actually, a little bit. Um, so I, after uni, um, I actually started another small business straight out of uni. I turned a, a cake decorating hobby, if you'll believe, into a business in Brisbane. Wow. Um, yeah, it was great. So I started that, oh, how old, 21-ish, mm-hmm. I started that business, um, ran it for about three years and then sold it. What um, did you study at uni to do cake decorating as, when you left? I actually studied marketing. Ah, okay. So there's yeah. a link. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started marketing at uni um, and then went off in a bit of a tangent after that, which of course, you know, the business degree, the marketing definitely uh, came in handy with yeah. starting my own small business. And I learned a lot in that period of time, both about starting, running a small business, you know, the struggles that you tend to go through, as well as, um, you know, social media was a big part of getting that business off the ground and really helping to spread the word. So after I sold that business, because I decided I didn't want to do cakes the rest of my life. Um, I jumped back into marketing. Marketing's my passion. I absolutely love it um, and upskilled a bit more in the social media realm um, and then started the brand plan. 
Fantastic. And yeah. um, and how long has the brand plan been running for? Uh, it's about two years now. Look, it looks tight. Like the website I really get excited by. I struggled with the pig with our pricing structures and, and the three levels, obviously. You know, that's a bit um, world class. That's where that's what everybody does, the, the yeah. levels. Yeah. Um, and for somebody who does services like us, it's a bit, you know, there's a lot. It, people expect a prop, you know, something specialised for their business. What are you going to do for me specifically from my business? And I'm sure yours as well, but... And you've kind of avoided that, just made things a little more streamlined like us and just got the three plans, hey, pick your favourite and let's take it from there. Was that a struggle to get to that point? Uh, no, that's kind of how I wanted to do it in the beginning. Those plans really aren't set in stone. Um, it's more to be an indication to our clients of the different levels that we can offer, mm-hmm. um, kind of from the smallest up. Um, and pretty much with most clients that we end up going with who give us a call, um, unless they're on a really, really tight budget, uh, we tend to start to customize and go, all right, well, let's have a look at your business. Who is your target audience? What are you offering? all right, well, currently you're across this many platforms. We don't think that's particularly necessary for you. So we're going to say, based on your budget, you need to go for this platform, this many posts, this platform, this many posts, and we'll throw in some advertising there as well, that kind of thing. Okay. Now, the small businesses that you're working with, you mentioned restricted budgets. And uh, the the small business owners that I chat with are so busy and a lot of them are doing their own social media and find it hard to take off their plate because of the cost. Mm -hmm. Um. And when you're writing out a list of things that people can do, uh, particularly a VA, it's obviously not something you'd, you'd flick over, overseas in these early stages of a business. Yeah. Do you think people should be taking the social and, and getting you to look after it or somebody else to look after it in the early days to free them up a little bit? Or at what point should somebody be outsourcing this? I think as soon as you think that you can afford it, you should because social media can be such a time drain. And I know even um, with the brand plans own social media because we're so busy looking after all our clients all the time, sometimes, you know, we may, <laughs> you we may, yeah, we may <laughs> miss a couple of days worth of posting on the brand plan. And, you know, it's just the way it is as a small business owner. There's so many things that you're trying to do. Um, and because social media is such an important way to get, you know, brand awareness out there these days and even a bit of brand recognition, it's really important that you stay on top of it and stay consistent um, and it is hard to do it if you are a very small business. Um, so even if it ends up being that you bring on an intern um, and train up, get an intern who's, you know, studying marketing, studying social media to jump in, make sure that they're a really, really switched on person who's keen to continue learning pretty much every day to do with social media because there's so much that's constantly changing, which I guess is one of the benefits of hiring an agency like us to do it for you, is that we're constantly on top of those regular updates that are happening every week in the world of social media. And we're keeping an eye on stats across multiple different businesses as to what's working, what's trending, what's not working. Um, Whereas that would be a lot harder for anyone else to do, even an intern, um, you know, having the time to keep up with all of that. So, you know, it's definitely has its benefits to outsource to a professional team. But in the beginning, we understand that's very hard for people to do. Um, so, you know, if it's you or if it's an intern, subscribe to as many kind of e-news for different social media um, agencies and educational people. Social Media Examiner is a great one. We've got one at the brand plan that you can subscribe to and we give all the necessary updates and little tips and tricks as well. Okay. Um, it's probably the best thing to do. And even finding, you know, if you do have an intern that you're bringing in and you, you potentially want to invest in them, maybe bring them on after they've finished their internship. Um, I just did the, that yesterday. 
You did? Yeah, I've had an amazing – I've actually had a couple of interns for three months and this week was kind of the last week with them and I started to get a bit, oh, no, what am I going to do without my girls? Yeah. And brought on one of them um, to work for me uh, just on a casual basis for a few hours and – yeah, she's really excited, a bit of extra cash for her and I've had three months' worth of amazing work out of her and kind of a great testing ground and, yeah, yep. we're going to see where we go. So that was exciting. I, I think um, I think it's a really valuable thing to do. Absolutely, yeah. And even if you invest, a, you know, a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars and send her off to uh, a one-day social media strategy course or we've got an online one that we're launching at the very start of next year which is a seven video how to build your own social media strategy that kind of thing um investing in just training them up a little bit is probably a good idea right okay that's a really great idea i mean a few hundred bucks to outsource somebody and get them trained up yeah um that that seems like a pretty good investment yeah if you're going to keep them or you're planning on trying to keep them you know it's a small amount of money to spend for them to know what they're doing on social media yeah yeah absolutely now you mentioned platforms um and some of them being unnecessary what are people using that they shouldn't be i mean google plus comes to mind i'm always (laughs) unsure about twitter even i constantly pop up in my mind of who uses twitter aside from the kardashians and businesses promoting themselves are real people even using it anymore yeah look some of them are um but in australia it tends to be few and far between Mm -hmm. um the people who do tend to use uh twitter for purely social purposes in australia tend to be people who really like to follow either media or celebrity um, because you don't tend to connect on a social level so much on Twitter, at least in this country. You know, UK, um, I think it's a lot more popular as well as the US, obviously, where it's pretty massive. Mm. Um, But here in Australia, I would say Twitter, unless you're trying to build your own personal brand, for instance, uh, Laura Chung, director of the brand plan, I want to become some whiz-bang social media expert that everyone knows about. You Um, should be on Twitter. Yeah, you should be on Twitter, yeah, Um, and, you know, tweeting things out regularly, showing that you're on top of, you know, the trending stuff that's happening, the latest news and, you know, getting people to follow you along, building a bit of trust and credibility. Commenting on Q&A. Yeah, (laughs) Twitter's definitely good for that. Um, Yeah, so, and Google Plus is a bit of a funny one. I've never been team Google Plus personally, and I get... Uh, a few Google experts who, you know, frown at me for that as well as um, some SEO people as well. But I'm still not completely convinced. Um, Google Plus has recently done a bit of a rework of their platform because, you know, essentially it wasn't catching on in the offering that they were giving. Um, So they've done a bit of a rework and focusing more on communities, which is one thing on Google Plus that was actually doing quite well. So it wasn't so much a social connecting platform like Facebook is where you connect with your your family and your friends and update on your, you know, what's going on in your life. Um, Google Plus was all about, um, you know, creating a niche community for, you know, novice photographers or, you know, wedding whatever or car whatever that seemed to really take off on google plus um so they've started to move a lot more towards that so that's google plus is starting to go starting to be where you go for your niche hobbies and ideas and stuff so if that tends to take off more in australia that could potentially be quite good for businesses um because then you can create your own community start to niche um, with certain communities on Google Plus, but for now, it's still if if you're limited on time, limited on budget, um, 
don't stress too much about Google Plus. What I say to a lot of uh, small businesses to kind of get across the whole SEO thing that um, some people argue as well, which I'm not an SEO expert, so I can't really comment too much on that, um, is to essentially copy the same posts that you'd put on Facebook and put them on Google Plus as well. Um, you know, that's something we don't normally recommend is to uh, exactly copy every single one of your posts from, say, Facebook to Instagram. Well, if no one's looking at Google Plus anyway, exactly. you can get away with it. Exactly. Yeah, it's good for your SEO. I, I get exactly. that. So yeah. if you are keeping it lean and, and just I, – I'm not, it's not even financially based. I suppose for me it's just mentally. Um, Instagram and Facebook obviously be the two biggies. Is that where you think SMBs should be focused on? Absolutely, yeah. They're definitely the biggest ones. Um, Facebook is – Less so for the quite young generations these days. Mm -hmm. um, there's quite a lot of them who don't necessarily have Facebook accounts or don't access them all that often. Yeah. Um, Instagram for those younger generations is definitely the way to go. Even moving into Snapchat, if you can find some clever ways to use Snapchat. But the thing about Snapchat is it's a little bit trickier for quite small businesses because in order to get Snapchat kind of happening, you almost need to have a following already. So, you know, a following on Instagram or a following on Facebook that you then promote the fact that you have a Snapchat, um, you know, account existing where people can connect with you and see your little photo and video updates on there. Um, but if you're, if you're going for, you know, a 30 plus audience, you know, you could pretty much ignore Snapchat. <laughs> okay. Rule that out. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, Kylie Jenner Kylie Jen is doing really well on there, but I think maybe, you know, she might be the only one that's actually selling something on Snapchat and doing really well at it with her lip stuff. Yeah. Oh, she's killing it with her lip stuff at the moment. As soon as she posts something new, it sells out within like five minutes or something. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Just, I might just copy what she does. <laughs> So when we when you're working with, with small businesses, I, I want to pick your brain for some more tips. I find social completely overwhelming. Um, so what are people doing wrong for small businesses, and um, and what are you what are you recommending that they do right? Okay, um, a couple of the probably the biggest things I see um, businesses doing wrong are number one promoting too much, um, and number two not kind of considering the quality of content. Um, so not looking after their community. They all kind of come yeah. back to the same thing. So not exactly. sell, sell, sell because everyone hates that. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of, one of the things I tell people is to remember that it's called social media. So yeah. everything needs to kind of be social in essence. You're really bringing it back to the basics. Yeah, as much as possible it needs to be social in essence. Um, and you need to really ask yourself with each piece of content that you're sending out, what value does this have to my target audience? Because if it doesn't have value, they're going to ignore it. And there's actually, you know, some people will be like, oh, I can just post this up. I'll just get this up just to post something. And, you know, it's not particularly valuable. It's not getting, going to get a lot of engagement. But what some businesses don't realize or maybe they forget is that engagement or, you know, your clicks, your likes, your comments, your shares, depending on whatever platform you're on, are actually super important on social media because that is what helps to spread brand awareness. So it's not just a vanity thing where you can go, oh, I got 100 likes, that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. It's I got 100 likes, which has created X number of stories on, you know, Laura Chung's Facebook wall um, or feed that goes out to all of her friends. Um, so it's really important to remember that particularly on Facebook, when you get a like, a comment or a share, that creates a story that then gets sent out to more people. That's how you get more reach on your posts on Facebook when you get more engagement. That's right. And I think when people are creating a post 
that is a bit salesy. They're kind of sitting down and thinking, what can I write? Mm. Um, What can I tell people instead of what can I give people? Yeah, exactly. And even if even if it is a promotional post, like I don't know, for instance, um, if we're I don't know trying to sell the online social media strategy program, rather than writing something that so says go on and get our online social media strategy program, X number of dollars, don't wait, which sounds very promotional, almost like a TV ad and people just get completely put off. Instead, what we do is really focus in on, okay, so who is that product targeted at? What are their major pain points? And as we've already discussed already, it's things like having time, time to, you know, figure out what we need to do, you know, reducing stress, all that sort of thing. So that's the type of conversation we'd have around that post, then having a link to through to the online program. So giving them some kind of value or even having a tip that we've pulled out of it. So, you know, tip from the online um, program, blah, 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 make it a really valuable one that people are going to love. And then saying, you know, you can get more tips like this click to check out our online program, that kind of thing. Fantastic. And um, for you, I've, I've seen your you do some great little snapshot videos. Is it five seconds or ten seconds you do such a quick little tip? Yeah, we do 15-second social media close. tips. 15. Yeah, very close. Yeah, so every fortnight we do a video and then every other fortnight we do a picture tip. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason they're 15 seconds is a couple of reasons. Number one, people don't tend to pay attention for very long, so 15 seconds is good. Yeah. If people see that it's a 15-second tip, they'll go, oh, I can I can give 15 seconds to see what she's got to say. Yep. Um, and the other thing is it fits on Instagram. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I see what you did there. Okay, yeah. so what else can small businesses do to, to really get some growth happening on social? Yeah, so – really focusing on quality content and what it is that your audience actually wants to see. Um, So, you know, let's say if you're a a food brand, which tends to do quite well on social media, making sure that your images are of a high quality and a high standard, not just shot shot on your iPhone, which isn't bad because you can, iPhone can take some really good images these days, but making sure, you know, you've got decent light, you've got interesting angles, you know, maybe you've edited the photos a little bit. You need to really make sure that your quality of content meets the expectations of your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And it sounds like um, all of that probably comes under the banner also of, of planning it. I mean, sitting down, would you recommend somebody does a, a month strategy? They, they sit down for a month or, or a week and work out what it is they're going to be posting. Yeah, definitely. Whatever works for you, whether it's a month, a fortnight or a week, um, mm-hmm. we do it weekly at the brand plan uh, so that we can tend to stay a little bit more on top of things that we notice shifting in okay. social media mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, checking in on best days and times to post that sort of thing. It allows you to be a little bit more flexible with responding to things if you're doing weekly. Um, but understand that for some businesses, planning a whole month in advance is probably going to be um, easier to set aside that time. But maybe if you are going to do a whole month at once, um, maybe, you know, halfway through that month, jump in and just have a look at your past couple of weeks, go, okay, well, that post didn't work and we've got a similar one coming up. Let's replace that with something else. Or those times weren't working. Let's reschedule these ones to these times. That sure, kind of that's thing. good advice. Okay, sure. Now, coming from a marketing background, obviously um, you must have been drummed in learning all about ROI and return on investment. And and that's often something when people are working with the pig that that's a first question from a small business. What's my ROI on this? Yes. Um, for every dollar the people are counting or Yes. Obviously, particularly nowadays, yeah. um, and startups obviously are working pretty lean. Social media 
like most um, kind of marketing like this is, I imagine, difficult to be ROIing it. So how do you manage that, particularly with just looking after the social streams, not counting advertising and, and boosted posts and stuff? Okay, sure. Um, so there's a couple of things that we use to try and measure. Um, but at the same time, every business is a little bit different as to what value, you know, what's going to be the return on investment or what they're looking for, what their objectives are. Um, so for some businesses that we've worked for, um, we've essentially been trying to, they're a startup, for instance, um, trying to get investors. So what their major focus was to actually grow a really big following, um, which isn't, usual and we wouldn't normally recommend that for a lot of businesses is investing a lot of money into trying to grow your following because particularly on Facebook these days, your following's worth a lot less than it used to mm-hmm. um, because it's making it a lot harder for you to reach or Facebook's making it a lot harder for you to reach them organically. Um, so really it just becomes a bit of a credibility number. But for them, they could go to the investors and say, we have, you know, 50,000 Facebook followers. How awesome is that? Well, that's pretty shiny for an investor. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. So, you know, that's that's one objective and we can totally show a return on investment for that because, you know, we can say um, if you're getting this many, um, if you've got this many followers, how much more is that going to make it easier for you to sell or, you know, get investors from that platform? Um, when it comes to some other businesses, for instance, we have a, um, a food product or fresh fruit um, brand that um, is a little bit harder to track because a lot of the time we'll track things like traffic through to website and that'll help to tr- um, come up with an ROI value. Mm-hmm. Um, but for these guys, um, website traffic isn't really a thing because how often do you go and visit, you know, the website for your favorite brand of bananas? It's probably probably not going to happen very often, but people will be then picking it up in the supermarket if you're getting a really good response. So with that, we were measuring things like user-generated content, so people snapping photos of the brand and sharing them on social media. Um, as well as um, kind of brand chatter and things like that and, um, you know, how positive people were reacting to the brand based on that. So that was kind of like return on investment, measuring return on investment for that brand. But for the vast majority, particularly ones that are online or their website is a major selling platform for them, we will then go in and follow things like Google Analytics um, and have a look at, you know, okay, so if, if the consumer journey goes from social media to website to phone, mm-hmm. um, we can figure out and track. Okay, so um, if they were currently or before we came along getting this number, this amount of website traffic, which was leading to this number of phone calls, and you know they know their conversion rate on that number of phone calls, we can then figure out if what the return on investment is if we're getting X amount more traffic, which leads to X amount more phone calls, which leads to X amount more conversions. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, it does. And I imagine that because of creating a community and building that network, then eventually it converts to sales. Yes, it does. Because you've got people more invested in your brand that are learning about it, they're understanding it. But sometimes it is pretty long tail with social. It takes a little while for somebody to see, um, to like you on Facebook through to the purchase point. Absolutely. And it's very different for brands, you know, different brands. And you know, I'll get some businesses, particularly smaller ones who might be tight on budget, who'll come along to me and go, look, I'm interested, but, you know, I don't really know what I need. And I'll have a look at who they are and what their business is. And if if they're really tight on budget and they've got quite a long consumer journey, so it takes a long time from the point of them getting a social media follower to them actually purchasing, then I might actually suggest to them, you know, I don't think based on 
your budget, this is the smart way for you to go right now. You should still be on social media. You should still be building a brand on there because it has a value to you. But in terms of investing the little bit, you know, the little amount of money you have at the moment, that might be better directed into, let's say, Google AdWords because of the type of business or product that they are. Um, so we'll be quite honest with people um, and let them know if outsourcing social media at that point in time isn't the best choice for them. Um, but for other businesses, particularly anything that is that impulse kind of buy stuff, you know, clothing, food, anything like that, um, tends to do exceptionally on social media and you're going to get return on investment a lot quicker than you are with a lot of other brands and products. That's, in, that's interesting. Mm. You can get return on investment, okay, quicker, you think. I mean, when yep. you're looking at everything else, all the other op- marketing options, um, this is easy to track. It's just that the ROI is different. It's not always a dollar. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. So it, it depends on your objectives as to what your return on investment is. And, yeah, it's it's not always going to be the um, the sale dog- dollar figure that you kind of expect. It really depends on your business and where you're at and what you're trying to achieve. And it is eventually. It is a sale dollar eventually, but to yeah, start with, exactly. it, it might be yeah. um, other objectives that you're hitting in social, people going to the website or community yeah. engagement likes and, and yeah. shares and whatnot. Okay. Of, of course, the overall the overall objective is to make more money. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. That's all fantastic. Now, um, what can we, what are you guys offering to our uh, PeakCast guys um, to come and learn some more about you? Can we do a, a strategy session on the phone or have you got something that um, that we can put into our show notes that they can click on and, and learn some more about you? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got a free ebook you can actually download, um, which is probably a good place to start, which is how to set up your Facebook page like a pro um, to make sure that you're leveraging every single little bit of traffic that actually clicks through to your Facebook timeline. Um, so you can download that one. You'll find it via our Facebook page, which is just Facebook forward slash a brand plan, or you can just search the brand plan. Okay. Um, right. So that's a good one. And yeah, I do do one-on-one consulting as well, um, which people can find out um, a little bit more about on the website. Um, and that's normally $300 an hour, but I guess for you guys, um, we can do it a little bit cheaper at say 250 Fantastic. What a steal. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons I love doing the the big cast for you guys every week is because I learn so much. I just take so many notes and I've got some great tips out of that and I hope that you did too. Stick around next week for our new big cast um, and uh, if you have anybody in mind that inspires you in your business, I want to talk to them. So send me an email, amanda at pricepig.com.au and you might be hearing them soon. Thanks. <laughs>